Transition partners take mental health very seriously. We are now supporting Claro Mental Health Charity, who are local and based in Harrogate. We are working closely with Richard Kenny, who is the IT director at Tech Buyer. Claro operates as a commercial workshop making goods for businesses, which enable those with long-term mental health conditions to function in a voluntary real work environment. We would love it if you can join us in supporting this amazing cause and charity and donate what you can. Any any amount will be greatly appreciated. Thank you very much and thanks to all our listeners. Hi, this is the Let's Talk Leadership podcast. My name's Ellie Greening. And my name's Sandra Patel-Stewart. On this podcast, we will be interviewing some of the UK's greatest tech leaders. We'll be discussing war stories, battle scars, and their learnings from their journeys. Hopefully, you will pick up some great tips, learn from others' experiences, and have a good laugh along the way. everyone and thanks for joining us on the Let's Talk Leadership podcast. Very happy to ha- today to have Joe Lubczynski on. Um, so Joe is client principal with Equal Expert and he's involved in engaging with innovation leaders to accelerate digital ambitions of leading clients across both the public and private sector. Um, Joe has 25 years of IT industry experience across a range of hardware, software and systems. He started his IT journey with sales of mainframe accounting systems back in 1987 which led to an interesting career including minis micros and pcs off-the-shelf software solutions and custom software build projects he's got extensive experience in a range of domains financial services telecommunications retail transport travel utilities and government and joe's led commercial and operation teams set up sales and operation offices in numerous countries and has experience of working with clients in all continents having worked in some of the biggest brands in retail financial services and travel we are extremely pleased to be able to welcome joe to our podcast today hi joe Thank you very much. Good afternoon. Well, that was a, that was a awesome intro. It sort of like uh, <laughs> makes me realise that if I actually had hair, it would be grey because uh, <laughs> I've been around forever. <laughs> it certainly Fantastic. sounds like you've done a lot, which I can't wait to find out more about today. Yeah, no, definitely. It sounds like you've got a very interesting um, background um, and journey. So it'd be great to um, to start with finding out a little bit more about how it all started for you. Um, obviously, Ellie touched on it a little bit there with uh, back in your mainframe days. <laughs> yeah, I suppose sort of like going back to probably um, A-levels is probably a good, good place. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, the 80s was was just an awesome sort of uh, decade, really. There was so much happening, you know, sort of technology was just starting to come in. I think sort of, uh, I think I had my first PC going back to 1981, which was the ZX81. Um, so that, that was my first intro to tech, really. But during my A-levels, I, I sort of uh, did the typical... Uh, stack the shelves at a supermarket gig um, <laughs> to do like whatever it was you know in the in the, you know, sort of weekends and evenings and sort of like uh, during that period it was like you know what I quite like this this whole concept of going out you know meeting people and actually earning money 
So, uh, so I had a non-traditional route, really, um, from right from the outset. So after my A-levels, I went straight into manufacturing. Uh, and it was a sales training sort of um, opportunity. So it was a bit like an apprenticeship, to be honest. Um, and that was for um, a hosiery business. It was tights and stockings. <laughs> Yeah, and that goes back all the way back to 1986. I mean, it was the best experience and introduction to mm. life ever, really, because, you know, you can imagine, you know, 18 years old, sort of like uh, not quite sure what you want to do. You're exposed to this huge environment. You know, I think on site there was something like three and a half thousand people. And um, it was just in time manufacturing, really. It was literally just in time. So um, I was very, very, very fortunate to be working literally from the off with like the production director, the sales and marketing director, the managing director on a on a daily basis. Uh, And the office environment in those days was just completely different to today, really. It was, you know, a central office, you know, uh, open plan office, offices around the side where the execs sat and you would go and share, I mean, this, this is in the days where people used to smoke, you used to go and share like a cigar with the, you know, <laughs> with, with, you know, with the production director and stuff like that. So it was a completely different environment. And pre, <laughs> pre-PC as well. Um, so this, everything was done literally sort of from design through to delivery without computers. So, you know, all the designs for the tights and stockings were all, you know, all drawn manually. We had wow. people drawing those. You know, and then sort of like the operation was a 24-7 operation. So uh, and it was it was literally manufactured just in time. So I was on this like training program um, of sort of like it, it was sale, commercial sales orientated. And about probably about six months into that program, sort of my mentor left the business. But uh, my training was all aligned with one main account, which was Marks and Spencer's in those days, really. I mean, it was the, the biggest account for the business. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was like, you know, do you want to, do you want to sort of like take this over and run with it? Went, yeah, of course I do. Yeah. So, <laughs> so here I was, you know, 18 years old, looking after one of the major accounts for you know, quite a large sort of business unit of the, you know, the Coates Viola sort of corporation so I was if you're a- gonna sell tights and stockings to one account m and gonna be m that must have been amazing <laughs> oh i tell you it was it was incredible really because you know that i was involved in everything from from like sort of like taking you know, taking the orders you know mm-hmm. sort of in a part of the actual negotiation process but then also coming back into the office to make sure we could fulfill those orders so um, it was it was it was genuinely just in time. You know, we'd get the orders on a Wednesday and a whole bunch of trucks would arrive on a Thursday to collect these. But often, you know, the client would change their mind, you know, on what what color they want, what size they want, the numbers they want. So it was literally, you know, running backwards and forwards to the shop floor, you know, talking to the uh, manufacturing managers, change this, stop this, move this, do this, you know, and uh, and whenever sort of. Um, any of the stores were were light on stock and I'd jump in the in the company car and drive down and and take stock down so uh it was it was brilliant um you know such an awesome experience and interestingly sort of like I made some of my strongest and most long-term relationships there as well 
um, because it was it was it was a hard environment. I mean, uh, it was like six days a week, at least twelve you know twelve hours a day. Mm-hmm. But it was it was you were literally on adrenaline all the time. Um, you didn't know what was going to happen from the next minute, you know, to the next day, to the next week. Um, it was really, really exciting. And as I say, working with strong leaders at the time in that sort of business as well, um, I learned so, so much. So for me, you know, that was a, an awesome introduction into sales, mm-hmm. you know, what it's all about. Um, and then that really gave me the appetite then to sort of move on to the next part. So it's like, okay, I've got the sales bit. This is what I'm really, really passionate about. Really enjoyed it. Got an introduction. But, you know, going back to my early introduction to technology and the ZXH1, I thought, okay, so you've got a business here. There's no PC. I'd love to get involved in technology. So then really started my journey into, in, into tech, really. So literally moving from hosiery into tech and i've stayed in tech ever since to be honest so um with a mix of you know of hardware of software um you know custom software it's probably the last what 13 about 13 years i've been involved in custom software development and say i've been blessed and very 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 fortunate that my work's taken me all over the world met some amazing people um and really from a client perspective as well some really ambitious leaders that uh, that want to change the world and, and absolutely want to make a difference so i i couldn't think about doing anything else tech for me is just just where it's at really you know even mm-hmm. if you look at the current climate um you know it is about technology technology is is sort of like opening lots of doors for for organizations mm-hmm. today really fantastic interesting um so Obviously, you've moved, um, you've had a very strong um, background at the start in sales, you've continued through, um, I guess, working within consultancy and sales, um, although having that tech element um, as well. What um, what would you say um, has been your kind of like main challenges um, throughout that journey? And like, and particularly right now, I know obviously we're all going through a whole host of challenges with the current pandemic at the moment. And um, what are your kind of like main like problem areas and challenges that you're experiencing now as well as on that yeah. journey? Yeah, I guess I guess the biggest challenge for me because of, I guess my personality, you know, and and I guess what what I'm about really. Is, is is being with people and meeting people um, mm. actually sort of properly collaborating so you know working from home whilst it's you know it's great sometimes it's it is really 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 difficult um to do the things where i think i can i can make a difference you know get that enthusiasm going you know mm. get people together you know mm. walk across, talk to people engage with people you can't have those you know sort of like uh, canteen conversations or coffee room conversations or you know you've got a quick two minutes for a, for a catch-up you can't do that when it's sort of remotely it's, it's uh, you're having to s- schedule so you can't be spontaneous and uh, and if anybody knows me that's that's what I'm about you know I'm a ball of energy full of passion, <laughs> but definitely spontaneous for sure yeah I was gonna say you're not doing a pretty bad job of it you sound <laughs> just now on <laughs> Yeah, no, definitely. I'm, I'm, I agree. I mean, it's that's the thing for us as a business. We've taken, we used to do loads of um, tech events face to face, and and you know we've taken them virtual, and and they've been great. But the thing that you lack is having that human like 
element of you know that interaction and um, being able to actually really physically like see someone and work the room network is is quite um, a challenge um, and difficult. And I think the other thing as well is you know I guess you know particularly with clients and with, and with teams one of the things that I thoroughly enjoy you know is the lunches and the dinners you know so. Yeah. <laughs> It's the thank you. It's the way of thanking the team yeah. for all their hard work mm. and effort, you know, that, that that they put into these into these sort of initiatives and projects. And uh, that's a small part that that I can play, you know, in, yeah. in, in taking the teams out, you know, for for lunches and dinners. And just can't do that. So it's disappointing. Yeah. I guess yeah. similarly to us as well, it's it's nice to be able to see the full life cycle of it as well, isn't it? So from sales is such a huge part of tech that actually this is the first time we've really explored someone from a sales background on our podcast um which is so it's great to hear your story um but i think similarly to like recruitment not only do we love the tech events and networking in general which is a huge part of our role and i'm sure your role but also like when you're signing up to deliver certain solutions bespoke software solutions for clients i'm sure you love going in there and really embedding yourself in the business as we do like when we're recruiting we've onboarded um quite a few new clients actually touchwood which has been fantastic for us as a business during lockdown and um, it's been a tough time in recruitment but to not be able to go in and experience their office environment and what we're kind of getting candidates into is it that that certainly brings its own challenges i think and also for us we love like when we place people into a business to be able to go and see them on site and see how they're getting on and things like that so it's, it, i guess it's parts of that which you really miss with your clients as well isn't it experiencing their totally. their environment as well totally. um, and i think also sort of like you know we often get engaged you know to transform so even if you can't spend yeah. time on site, it's very difficult to quickly get a feel for the culture, mm. um, uh, you know, and the gaps. So um, you know, it, it takes longer often to understand the landscape before you can then start talking about sort of, like, you know, what, what a new world could look like for a client. Yeah, agreed. You've got to identify those areas, haven't you, with it remotely. So, um, yeah. yeah. So obviously you've led some big teams in your time and um, it would be, interesting to hear your leadership style and how that's kind of changed throughout your career and adapted and how your teams would describe you today yeah so I think I alluded to earlier obviously I'm a massive energy ball full of passion <laughs> I think what comes with that as well is an element of impatience you know you know I, I want it now you know yeah. <laughs> you know instant i certainly don't do i don't do queuing for example <laughs> um that remind you of anyone ellie <laughs> certainly relatable to sandra for sure <laughs> i think that's just a common sales trait though isn't it sales i'm the type of person that can walk into supermarket you know, thinking I'm going to just pop in here, maybe just grab a quick bite to eat, look at the tills. That's my th first thing I do. There's too many people. Like, no, I'm not doing that. Um, <laughs> I'd rather go without. So, yeah. Um, yeah, and I think, and I think as, I, as I've matured, to be honest with you, it, you do appreciate how important time is. So it's about, and it's, it's, it's difficult sometimes, but you know, how do you prioritize your time and where are you best spending your precious hours? So that, that's certainly what I've been doing, you know, lately. So going back to the, the leadership style, really, I suppose, yeah, I suppose that, you know, the picture of, you know, full of energy, you know, um, 
think probably a visionary really so i'm really really good at setting out a, a, i think a vision as to you know where we could do could sort of get to or where we would like to get to um and very collaborative for sure you know so yeah. i'm definitely you know my style is to work with teams and be the the person that unblocks things yeah so so they can focus on doing what they do best really um, you know, on, you know, whether it's on the ground, remotely, wherever, really. So um, I'm definitely um, someone who can roll their sleeves up and, and get stuck in, really, and do, and you know, and do whatever I need to do, contribute wherever I feel I can, I can add the value, really. So that's that's always always been my style, really. To be honest. Yeah, playing your strengths to support the wider team, then, which yeah. is great. Yeah. Um, yeah. Obviously, we've had a funny couple of months this year, and it's thrown off everyone a little bit on tra- off track. So it'd be interesting to find out how you're motivating teams at Equal Experts and and uniting um, your team during this challenging time. Yes. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, I guess working remotely uh, is definitely a challenge. I mean, one mm. of the things that, that we are doing more and more of is, you know, I try to have a more one-to-ones with individuals, you know, just, just to really understand um, uh, you know how they're feeling um, and any sort of challenges that they're they're facing particularly and you do and you do get some people that do struggle with the remote aspect of it mm. um, but basically you know we're, we're looking about you know I'm all about openness transparency you know visibility so trying to as many touch points as possible with individuals as well as teams. So again, you know, the individuals feel like, you know, they are viewed as individuals, not just as team members, really. So, um, you know, providing regular updates, you know, on sales, on marketing, on like financial updates, um, very much an open door policy. So um, we run quite a number of like online drop-in sessions where folks can, can, you know, basically just at leisure drop in, um, you know, have a coffee, have a tea, you know, have a, have a beer, you know, in the evenings, mm-hmm. whatever, and just, and just chew the cud really just have conversations about challenges they're seeing, whether that is sort of work related or private or whatever, really. We've even set up dedicated um, channels on Slack. So again, you know, there are dedicated ask channels. Um, so it is really about trying to sort of support, um, I guess, our people as much as we possibly can. You know, we've even got like a mindfulness um, support really for for our employees as well. So, That's really good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's brilliant to be able to take advantage of something like that. But I think I think it's tough time for everyone. Yeah, um, everyone's struggling. But I know particularly within sort of sales, it's it's particularly challenging, isn't it? So it's really mm. important to be able to support your your team during that time so great totally totally, yeah yeah i think that sort of thing that we all need now more more than ever don't we so um yeah it's fantastic that you've implemented um that within the business as well um so obviously coming from a a strong kind of sales and, and consultancy um background um comes with lots and lots of challenges and also some great achievements um, to be really good for us and the listeners to understand what you feel um, your greatest achievement has been. Okay, that's an an interesting one. 
Well, this probably goes back a few years, to be honest with you. And the reason probably I'm calling this one out is because it probably is end to end. So this is going back to probably 97, 98. So, yeah, this was basically around a technology product invention. So um, I used to work with an absolutely just awesome guy, brain as big as a planet. He'd always come up with these amazing ideas mm -hmm. and um we came up with with an idea and a, a concept about how to revolutionize sort of like um home security technology yeah mm -hmm. so this was um um this was meant to be an all-encompassing like home alarm system so this was pitched at the at the consumer so it's definitely consumer focused yeah uh and um so it was literally end to end so it was like we got got this idea got this invention let's use this technology and the technology was all around pressure so we were going to use um pressure sensors you know to have a um literally a central system that could sit in your home and if a door or window was broken or open this device could actually detect that um but then it was but then it was hooked into like uh, you know sort of like the telephone network so it mm. could it could call you mobile or a landline or a relative or all that sort of stuff and then it would give you the option to listen in or talk back and all that sort of stuff so literally it was like it was the idea and then this idea just snowballed really really quickly to like okay then we've got, we've you know we've got this idea we've got this concept but what what should we do with it so we actually partnered with uh, an electronics manufacturing um, specialist and we then went through, you know, through the task of, you know, designing it further, you know, going through various iterations. We then, you know, set up manufacturing to manufacture, you know, many, many, many units on a, on a weekly basis. And then we went into production. But whilst we were doing that, um, we actually uh, set up a service around that. Um, so we set up a 24-hour service centre to, you know, to actually listen in and feedback and provide support, etc. Um, so literally, it was like invention, idea, right? What do we do? In, you know, what do we do next? Partner with somebody, manufacture, right? Then how do you get this, get this to market? So um, you know, we did the usual. You know, created nice videos with nice voiceovers. Um, lovely brochure wear. And then we had the opportunity um, to uh, go on to QVC. So, oh, wow. remember the shopping channel, QVC? I used to love QVC. Yeah. <laughs> I was meant to go and work on QVC really? a long time ago. Yeah, I was meant to sell. Um, I used to work in the beauty industry and they wanted me to go sell a load of nail stuff on QVC a long time ago. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we launched this product on QVC. So as much fun. Oh, I tell you, I was yeah. expect value in a studio which was, you know, two by two. It was absolutely tiny. And Very I, cool. And, and I think the first earring was something like midnight. Um, and yeah, and basically, you know, it, it flew off the shelf, basically. Oh, that must be so exciting because they tell you the units sold, don't they, while you're there? So you're literally like watching it go up and up and up. Totally, totally. So it was super exciting. So it's literally mm. from idea, you know, to concept to probably sort of like maybe nine months later we're in a position to launch this on qvc uh, and actually ship you know thousands and thousands of units um so it was it was uh, you know the idea but also i guess the partner that we worked with it was their faith in the idea to invest 
in actually manufacturing these um, these these devices. It was called the Cyclone. So it was a play upon PSI, pounds per square inch, using a pressure sensor. So it's PSI clone, Cyclone was the, was the name. Yeah, and the technology is actually still used today in some mainstream intrusion uh, detection mm -hmm. devices. So, yeah, wow. that's my that's so probably, good. I think, you know, proudest sort of like um, achievement really, end yeah. of really. Oh, well done, that's a great one, that. Love yeah. a bit of QVC as well. <laughs> um, so what, um, I think it's, uh, we've, started um asking this one quite regularly actually because i found over the um number of recordings that like people that we've had on our show now um with this podcast is that um there's some really interesting books and articles that people would recommend that have kind of helped them shape and mold and develop their career um over the years and to kind of i guess help you to get to where you are today what um what would you recommend to our viewers and readers uh, listeners even to read mm -hmm. or any kind of audio books hard copy books yeah. articles um podcasts anything that you think would be really useful to recommend okay i guess probably my first first one really that I picked up was glued to many 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 years ago was probably it's, it's an early I guess sales manual blueprint mm. um, by the godfather of sort of sales really a guy called Richard Denny. Denny yeah I thought you were gonna when you started talking about that I thought I wonder because <laughs> the first one I read I can't remember what Selling it was called. Win. Selling That's to it win. yeah oh wow. In fact, in fact, <laughs> In fact, there you go. <laughs> That's it. But mine was um, mine was green and pink. But is that so simple or what? Yeah, uh, maybe yeah. the newer version, Sandra. I think I had a newer version. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so that was a brilliant, brilliant, brilliant book. I definitely recommend that. To yeah, yeah, me too. The, the sales path. It just gives you the basics, the absolute basics that, that you need to be comfortable with, that you need to cover. Um, it's just an introduction. Know, I think sales is, it's a process, isn't it? So it's, it's understanding sort of like the elements in, in that process. And then over, over the years, you refine that to, to you, your personality, and certainly the clients you're dealing with and, and the sector that you're working within, really. So that mm. one definitely is a, it's a great one. <laughs> Um, another one I was introduced to probably about mm, maybe 10 years ago was um, Toyota Kata by Mike Rother. So that's all about sort of continuous improvement. So it's about the Toyota story. Um, okay. and, and, th and that was sort of really sort of introduced to me by a friend who's um, North American side. So he's, he's based in Canada, but he literally spends all his time in manufacturing and he's is trying to sort of install this whole continuous improvement mindset and when we you know so interestingly he was a guy that i met going back to the, the when i first started in textile so he's the guy that you know worked with me going back to 1986 and we still we talk on a weekly basis even though he's you know he's based in canada and we probably catch up you know maybe once a year sort of face to face um but yeah so he introduced me to the book and um i've read it you know, on numerous occasions because um, I think it's, it's powerful because it talks about, um, it's not just about the continuous improvement, but it's about 
you know, actually, you know, if you actually talk to people, if you give them the, the power to sort of like think for themselves and make decisions, you know, um, within, within, a, within an environment, that can make a, you know, a significant difference to, to whatever you're doing. It doesn't matter, you know, mm. what, whatever you're making, you know, whatever that process is, whether that is actually tangibly making products or whether that is digital products or whatever that is. So that's a mm. very, very powerful book. Um, recommend that read for sure. And I suppose uh, another good one is, have you come across Thinking Fast and Slow by Daniel Kahneman? No. So it's insight into the uh, human mind, you know, how we see ourselves and, and why we make the choices that we do. It's a really, really fascinating read about how your brain works. Um, and lots of things clicked click for me. Uh, mm -hmm. um, yeah, so... Those three are my, you know, I, I can definitely read Toyota Kata time and time and time again. You know, yeah. even though the Richard Denny book is like, you know, 40 years old, whatever it is, I can, <laughs> I can definitely read that time and time again. Uh, yeah, and I, I found with the Richard Denny one that it wasn't just like, I mean, I picked, I, I started reaching, reading that one when I got into my career in, in recruitment, probably more from like the sales element, but to be fair, it wasn't, I don't think it was just sales, because I found that it just really helped to motivate, it just like, just made you, just, it just gave you like a little kind of kick that you needed on a day-to-day -day basis, I used to just read it on my way into work every day, mm -hmm. um, and you can pick it up and leave it and put it back and pick it back up again, can't you, which is quite good. Totally. Totally. Um, so interesting I think a really good book like that is when you reread it and every time you learn something new from it, yeah. which is great, and that's what you said. Yeah. Completely. Completely, yeah. Sorry, Sandra, you were going to say something. What were you saying? No. <laughs> <laughs> so, high-pressure job, lots of travel. How do you look after yourself and keep yourself sane and healthy? Oh, right. So, ooh, well, I suppose, to be honest with you, I mean... The, the great outdoors is my relief for, for sure. You know, um, I think one of the things that I have done very well and I continue to do well is this, is this sort of like, I guess, work starts, work finishes and, you know, and when, when the workday finishes, you know, being able to sort of like throw that mental switch and say, no, I'm, I'm out of work mode. And, I, you know, working at home, I'm doing this now, but I, you know, I wear a shirt when I'm working, when I'm in work mm -hmm. mode. And when I've stopped for the day, I'll put something comfortable on, you know, T-shirt, whatever, whatever. So, um, so out, outdoors for me, you know, is definitely a, a huge release. You know, a lot of hiking in the peaks, which is just around the corner. Um, spend a, lo a lot of time with 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 friends. Got a you know a great group of friends. Um, we 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 spend a lot of activity time together as well so that you know that's walking yeah. that's cycling that's just socialized just hanging out really mm. um and i suppose the, the big thing for me that i like to do i like to have a little project a personal project on the horizon so for me that is i love i love my travel so even though you know i've got the commute before and the after you, you know usually mm -hmm. i don't see that as a bind as I, and as i said earlier you know i, I see that as mm -hmm. thinking time so um, I, I love, love trips. So I'm definitely the, the person that, you know, once everybody's aligned with 
what weeks we're having off or weekends or all that sort of stuff. I, I'm out there, right? I'm researching. Where can we go? What can we do? If I where have you got on your list at the moment? <laughs> so at the moment, you know, we've got sort of like um, New Zealand. Wow. wow. Yeah, looking to do a nice month in New Zealand for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Fantastic. I'm, yeah, I mean, my my daughter sort of like did a bit of a bit of a trip around um about a year about a year ago i think it was um so she's been there done that you know and she's she's sort of like visited all the places that you should go so that's mm-hmm. definitely on the horizon the there's some one- great hiking trips out there as well i went well probably about 10 years ago and yeah we did some amazing amazing walks out there that were incredible so uh yeah, um, yeah. I mean, the nature for me, you sort of like it's pretty, it's pretty incredible. You know, when you think about, you know, I, I love going away. You know, uh, I, I'm I'm sort of I'm half Croatian, half Polish, so um, mm-hmm. I've got a bit, a bit of Mediterranean. So even though I was born here, um, I've got a bit of Mediterranean blood in me, and it's like, you know, I'm <coughs> don't like the cold weather. I'm much like mm-hmm. warmer. But and as I am maturing, I, you know, I'm actually getting more used to the, uh, the, the, the British weather and, and I do like it. And actually, I don't know about you, but when you're on a plane back into the UK and you fly over and you're coming down, you know, you see the perfectly manicured fields. It's so lovely and green. You, mm. you, you realise, actually, what a beautiful country, you know, sort of we live in. It's like... Yeah. Yeah. So even though you know I've got this drive to be somewhere else and have opportunities to be somewhere else, it's like no. Do you know I I love it here. You know. Yeah. I always yeah. like coming home. I love going away. But I always like coming home to my home comforts, and it's no no place as great as home is really. And I think going away gives you that perspective, doesn't it? Like normally, by the time you're ready for a break, you're so sick of home and you're sick of work and you need to just get, like, I don't me and Sandra like, we work ourselves to a bone and then we get to the point where we're like, we've just got to go, I've got to go somewhere next week and it's get somewhere booked and have a break. But yeah, like you say, when you come home, you realise how much you love home, you love your job. Having that break, switching off, allows you to give you some time to be creative and think about business think about opportunities that when you're stuck in the grind of it you just can't think you don't have that level of creativity do you no absolutely not you know definitely yeah and i I think that the next the the other trip as well that is on the horizon that i desperately want to do is alaska but in the winter oh wow Um, you know i really do and sort of like um i got hooked um a few years back on a series life below zero uh, it's on it's on National Geographic and it, oh, right, follows, yeah. oh, it follows the lives of individuals that live sort of in the Arctic Circle, you know, wow. and how they have to. I mean, it's traumatized to, to some degree, but basically mm-hmm. how, how they have to survive, literally, you know, the water, the food, the, of everything, really. It's like, wow, isn't this amazing? You've got these people that have chosen a life to be literally back end of nowhere, you know, hundreds mm-hmm. of miles away from civilization, really, and they have to fend for themselves. And. You realise how beautiful it is. It is up there. It's like you know what? I quite fancy about fancy in the winter. So that's an, that's another thing definitely on the horizon as well. That would so be an amazing trip. Yeah, yeah. but uh, you know, I think we're always going away at the weekends. To be honest with you, Ellie, you know, it's a, it's it's always a, a passion to to get away and go somewhere different. And you know, the UK is just amazing, really. You know, if you if you just spent the rest of your years in the UK trying to explore, you know, if you even if, if you did like the 
the coastline of Scotland or in, in the north of the UK. Yeah, there's so much to see, isn't there, that we haven't seen. Um, yeah, no, definitely. I think it's great. It's great to go away and switch off and you work really hard, so it's important you do that. Um, amazing. So it's always fantastic to finish the podcast with a bit of a plan, really. Like, what are you most excited about at the moment? Have you got any big plans on the horizon, equal experts? Really, what's getting you up in the morning and getting you excited to have a chat with your team about the plans you've got going forward for the next six months, 12 months, 18 months? Yeah, um, I think it's it, it's evolving. It, it really is evolving. Uh, I guess if you look at it as a, as a business, as, as a core, you know, it's certainly, you know, engineering, you know, you know, practitioner focused for sure. Now, that is that is the heart of, of what we're about, really. You know, we build amazing, amazing sort of software for our clients. Um, but I think part of the journey now for us is is moving further up the um, up, up the value chain. So th- you know, this is about uh, not just working with senior leaders about how how we did deliver you know the ask the challenge and uh, in a, in a timely way. It's also about you know how do we help them sort of navigate uh, that journey? What you know, what should they build? You know. Um, what should it sort of consist of? How they should prioritise it? All those sorts of things, really. So, we we have this sort of like we have these these known pockets of. Uh, I'm sure you've come across the terms of you know discovering inception. So you know d- discovery is when you've got you've got an invention. You know and that invention is you know I want to build a flying car, but you're not you know. Then the next phase is the inception of you know I want a flying car that can take me from London to Manchester in 30 minutes. And I, I guess teams and, and organisations are, are okay when you've got a brief like that. But when you step to the left of, I want to build a flying, you know, a flying car, you know, if you come up with a question of, you know, I want to come up with a new mode of uh, travel or transportation, that's a very foggy grey area. So certainly, I guess, you know, what, what, we're, what we're looking at is, you know, we've got some capability in that space, but definitely, you know, we're looking to engage with more, organizations that are just starting on that journey of we want to be different we're not quite sure how you know and helping them sort of navigate through that space so that's exciting times because that real innovation piece totally 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 um so yeah so you know but it's just challenging you know because you, you need folks with a different mindset and so you know there's challenges throughout of and i'm sure you see this in, in you know in your game of, of rec- recruitment as well mm-hmm. So you need to change, you know, how you bring people on board and who interview mm-hmm. them and what the processes are, you know, because our processes are, you know, are multiple layers to make sure not only have you got the right practitioners on, on board, they've got the right experience that can add the value to the clients and hit mm. the ground running, but, you know, are they the right fit mindset-wise, you know, do they buy into sort of like, you know, the EE principles, you know, et cetera. So, there's a whole bunch of stuff to work out to, to address that, that correctly. You know, don't get me wrong. You know, we're doing some of that today, but we want to do more of it because it's really interesting, really exciting. And mm-hmm. these are the engagements that typically sort of um, help shape some, some very, very, very large organizations, you know, and, and affects uh, ultimately their DNA. It's exciting. It's oh, really very great, yeah. great things to be working on. And he's known for that. Um, so obviously from our perspective, the market 
Um, I think we know that the candidates from equal experts, they are the creative, they're the best in class minds that are able to come up with these solutions to be able to work in that environment must be really exciting and fascinating and being able to learn off, off your team as well is, is great. So it's been an absolute pleasure having you on the podcast. So thank you so much for your time today. Um, Joe, if anyone's got any questions, is it best to reach out on LinkedIn or what's the best form of contact? I mean, to be honest with you, sort of LinkedIn or my email address, uh, you know, directly, which is jlubchinsky uh, at equalexperts.com. Perfect. Happy Amazing. to answer any questions. It's been really, really great <laughs> talking to you. Um, I can't believe how the time has flown, to be honest. I know, it has, hasn't it? It's really interesting insights there. So thank you very much for coming on board, Joe. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Yeah, lovely meet you. Thanks, Joe. Thank you. Have a great day. Stay safe. You too.